Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Paula Price Show, where you can experience scripturally organic, culturally unmodified teaching, get answers to your questions, and receive powerful prayer from your host, Dr. Paula Price, author of the Prophet's Dictionary. Tune in now and get ready for an exciting time of encouragement and transformation. Welcome your host, Dr. Paula Price. All right. Hey, welcome back. Oh, my goodness. We've had Thanksgiving. We've had the summit. We are back live with the Paula Price Show. The last broadcast we had, Dr. Price set us on fire teaching us about inventions coming from miracles. <laughs> and how when God performed the miracles, it was to kickstart inventions. Because miracles are the template for innovation. Ah, Prophet Ashley, how are you doing today? Well, I tell you what, so am I. It's good to be back. We've been gone. We've had a great time. And we've had phenomenal things happen. Woo, Jesus, phenomenal things happen. But I want to talk to you today. First of all, I would like to just remind you that we are still uh, taking enrollment applications for Price University. Our student numbers are climbing. I'm, ex- I'm excited, actually. Our stu- student numbers are climbing. People want to get it right. You know, people want to do it the way they remember, and some of them the way they know in their heart should be. So we have been building our school, apostolic and prophetic foundation, not strictly apostolic and prophetic subjects. We need to clarify that. And why is it a big deal? Why is it, I mean, come on, you know, Jesus is Jesus, and he loves everybody, and, you know, so what's the big deal? One of the things that, uh, one of the premises, and I'm going to give you a series of uh, explanations as to why I founded Price University, because some people need to know. And I don't know, I might fall into it today. Sometimes I just start one way, and God just goes another way. And so, but I would like to say to you that the number one thing, there are three points that make Price University valid, if we're going to be biblical. Now, we're not going to be biblical and we're just going to be humanist. Then, well, we don't have any points like that. Well, maybe we do. I don't know. But if we're going <laughs> Let's be biblical. <laughs> okay, so we've heard it from the audience. <laughs> Let's be biblical. <laughs> um, but, but... Three things you need to know. Number one, the Bible, according to Jesus Christ in Luke 24, 44, was written by prophets. Isn't that wonderful? And it comprises the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Now, now they've changed them to writings, but a large part of the Psalms have to do with uh, both uh, David and the the psalmist and the people who were leading worship, if you will. Uh (laughs) So he says that. Jesus canonized his own Bible. I'm going to say that over and over again because, well, if you read it, if this man is the author, then he probably would know what he spoke and what he breathed into the scribes who penned his word. So that's one thing. Write that down. You're going to like that. This is great. That's the number one thing. The second thing that we have to recognize is that the Bible predates the church 
So a lot of things that we pulled into in a congregational format or congregational context really do not fit. So that's the second thing. And that's good. This is smart. This is why you want to get, uh, go online after we're done and go to www.priceuniversity.org. So the third thing is that the church did not exist when prophets and apostles were brought into God's service. So guess what cannot define them? The ecclesia did not yet exist. So that is, that's great. Look at you getting this free class. Isn't this wonderful? Wonderful. Wonderful. The next thing is that all Christians begin their life apostolic. And the last thing is no matter who ended up putting it to paper, the New Testament starts out about apostles, and it's about apostles over the ecclesia, not the ecclesia erasing apostles. You like that, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Now, I want to get those points out because you need to recognize how we got off. You know, how did we get off? Well, apostles and prophets began their careers, their ministries. i got to hit something already. Boom. Serving the sovereign through the Savior. Because, remember, according to uh, 1 Corinthians 10, really important, Jesus was a sovereign longer than he was a savior, and in fact, the entire story of scripture is about Yahweh becoming Yeshua to save the lost. So you, why, how is it that I can do that? You see how I can run that down? And I ran, I mean, I ran that down. I took the totality of all those 66 books, and we brought it down to those main points. And in those main points, we saw some deviations. We saw some errors. We saw some misunderstandings, and we can go on with all of those soft tones we like to use or soft terms. But in the end, it's about the Son of God, no, no, the creator of all, sending him, extending himself in the person of his Son to found a nation as Yahweh to save the world as Yeshua. Now, if you were saying, I'm a Bible teacher, I'm, a Bible, I'm studying the Bible, it's great, I am a Bible teacher, I want to do this, and I want to get it right, I want you to understand that what I've just said to you knocks out a large portion of what we have come to be told is Christianity. Christianity is not about the church. Christianity is about the God of creation embodying himself in the form of a new species. Christianity is about the God of creation embodying himself in the form of a new species. And it's important that you recognize that because that's the thrust of what we're doing. You have cried out. Many of you have cried out. You said, God, you've got to fix this. God, you've got to work this. God, this has got to stop. Lord, it has got to be better. than This, this cannot be all there is. You all have cried out, and I mean really. Some of you have interceded. Some of you have turned down your plates and fasted. Others of you have just wailed and wailed and wailed. Well, God raised up an answer. One of those answers is let's go back to truth. Let's go back to the foundation. You cannot find God's truth outside of Jesus Christ because Jesus is the word of God, and his word is truth. And as much as the world tries to tell you it doesn't matter, I'm telling you, The Bible is more organic than it is literary. 
And because we are fight, we are standing on its literary premise. Ooh, I think that's kind of good. You guys like that? Because we are standing on its literary premise instead of its author's premise, we are missing the point. The scriptures are literally God who spoke everything else into existence, recording what happens when he speaks. And that when he says anything, if he breathes anything, if he opens his mouth in any capacity, in any context, he is going to get a product. So hence, the scriptures are God's verbalization of the product that manifests in material form. Is that too deep for you guys? I mean, you know, because, you know, folks will write me and say, wow, no. are they flowing with me? It's deep, but keep going. <laughs> we- So when you think about the Bible and you have all of these debates, well, I think that, you know, first of all, I just, I pretty much disrespect most debates on the Bible because I'm thinking, you know, nothing, you know, that's like me, you know, unsaved people and non-Christians debating the Bible is kind of like me debating medicine or me debating law. It's not my field. That's not what I do. And it's more it's beyond the education. It's beyond the academia. And so I'm telling you, because we're Christians, we should know. Jesus said two things that qualify folk to talk about him. Two th- well actually three. He did say three, you know Ashley. The first one he said, You must be born again to see the kingdom of God. Okay, so that's number one. So you don't even know. If you're not born of God, then you can't even see him. You're talking from your head and not your heart. Well, maybe from your heart. But anyway, and the second one, he said, you must be born again to enter the kingdom of God, which is really kind of weird because he's like, if you were walking down a highway without the Holy Ghost, you'd see empty, an empty desert. If you were walking down a highway with the Holy Spirit, you'd see a whole glorious kingdom. So your vision, your vision goggles are the new birth. You can't see the kingdom of God until you have the kingdom of God in you because you must recognize the kingdom from the inside out. Huh. And the only reason you can recognize it from the outside in is because you're in it, because it's in you and you're in it. So these people said walking around here having these conversations, I'm like, are you kidding me? You don't know what you're talking about. I can't tell you about a sorority or for fraternity if I'm not a member of it. Mm-hmm. I've got to be in that thing, and you require me to be in it. Now, until if you're not in it, they got all these secret things, secret codes, secret words, all these ciphers and everything. Why? To prevent the people who, know, who are not a part of them from acting as if they know them. I don't know if that's if you got that. And what's brought me on to this? Well, you know we're 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 coming out of our um, Thanksgiving break, but as we come out of it, we, we uh, my class had a whole thing that uh, that's on YouTube. It's, it's old, but it's you know it's old, but it's fresh, you know, because re- resistance against God is not new. And so, um, in this particular uh, YouTube, they're talking about is the Bible relevant or whatever, <laughs> and these people have valid questions that classic and typical Christians can't answer. 
And I'm looking at them, and I'm like, is that the best you got? How did we get here? We got here because you were retrained. You were reformed from the transformation that Christ achieved in you. And so reformed Christianity is, of course, against Christ, doesn't do the Bible, you know, on and on and on, because they, they, they cannot stand the fact that something that dated can be so relevant and timeless today. They can't answer those questions. But you have to be able to answer them. And we have to be able to answer them if we're going to recover all. And that's the point that we want to stay on. Our job is to recover all. The day of the dumb Christian should be over. The day of the, I don't care, I'm looking at these Christians here on this show, and I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed to say you in the family, and I'm, I'm assuming that you are. But I'm embarrassed. I, I don't care, he's my personal savior. They didn't ask you about your personal savior. That's like somebody asked you about your personal cologne, and you're answering with your recipe for chicken soup. That's not the question. That's not what's on the table here. So I, my, my job. As, as the founder of Price University, is to bring us all up to speed with the truth, the real Jesus, the truth about Jesus Christ, why he has the scriptures, why he had to die, and all of those kinds of things. Because these people have quality questions that deserve quality and accurate answers. I applaud them for asking the questions. But I chide the church for being unable to answer them. So when I decided that we would we would found Price University, I decided that based on all of the reasons that we don't have Christianity where it was at the head of it all. I decided that, you know, we we have, you know, I love this show. This is so great. So if you notice I keep looking over this way, it's because we have this wasp in here. And he was a help, but he's still down at the bottom. So we've been chasing him. And I'm, I'm talking to you, watching Prophet Ashley try to kill him. She's waving a book at him. Now he's got a little spray going on. And so I think I think he's met his demise. So you have to applaud my focus. Because this is like a comedy routine over here. So in case you're interested, Wasp is, Wasp is dead. On his way. On his way. And so I now have this wonderful murky spray on my window. She said, well, we cleaned off. <laughs> yeah, I know. And so, so what I want you to understand is those are some of the reasons why we don't have Christianity at the top any longer, because we don't have Christians who know their Christ. We don't have Christians who care to know Christ. We have Christians who just want to speak their hearts and not their thoughts. They don't want to educate their thoughts. They want to speak their hearts. And, and so I found that Christianity for that, I mean, or Price University for that, that we could recover all. I mean, if you've got a recovery mandate, don't you think you need to understand what your piece of recovery is? So how, otherwise, I'm out here doing nothing. So my recovery piece is education because that is what I have. I have that as far as Christian education go, and I don't care about your little archaeologists and all that kind of stuff. I'm talking about the author of Scripture. As far as scripture education goes, Bible education goes, apostleship, prophetic, these are mine. And I decided to do more with them than run around the world holding, you know, meetings and conferences that people can do nothing with. 
So I founded Price University to give you an avenue. Some of you all, you'll come in and take a whole program. Others will come in for two weeks. So others will come in for three months. I had one pastor who wrote me from, I think, South Africa, said, well, can we do a three-month program? I said, absolutely, contact my staff. So we can do that. We're not just locked into you have to do it this way. But I will say to you, we've tried to teach this over the um, Internet. We have worked hard at it. And you know what? The same results don't get the, the symbiosis is gone. That, that, that dynamic is gone. And so you and I have got to recognize that you're going to have to invest not just money but time. And you're going to have to set your life up to be educated and trained, not just schooled or, or, or um, what's the word I'm thinking about, not just schooling, coach, but also um, just getting tips. Most of you all call your Bible education a full-grade full education when it's just an exchange of tips and techniques. And so we want to take that away because the people who are stalking our God's faith and his church are very serious, and they're serious enough to lay it down. They're serious enough to relocate. They're serious enough to, to, to come in and enroll and stay. They're serious enough to do the research, do the homework, etc. You can see that in the shows. Half of you all don't know the Bible, so you don't know that they are commonizing the Bible and vulgarizing it as well. And so they're giving their vulgar rendition of the holy word of God. And you go to these movies, you pay all this big money, and you say, wow, let me tell you how you know that you are not a seasoned Christian. You are not a seasoned Christian when you go to a movie and you see something that has been perverted from the word of God and you celebrate it because it makes you feel like you are accepted by the world. See, I condemn it. I curse them all. I do. I curse them for the, yes, I do. I curse them. And you know what? I'm getting good at that. You are also, in a, a, to me, you're also in a problematic Christian state if people say to you, well, you know, are you judging me? And you, you go on a defense. I don't. I'm like, are you judging me? Because, see, this could be a good thing. I'm judging you. You're judging me. I'm judging you. You're judging me. See, but not Christians. Cause oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, they should have a problem with us. Because we're the head and not the tail. We're the top and not the bottom. We're above and not beneath. The problem is we don't show up at all, any of those. So I am. I, I love being a Christian. I think, I, I, first of all, you know I love Jesus. You know he's my honey, my sugar. He is a honey man. Jesus is a sugar, and I love him. And I love everything about him. I love his world. I love how he thinks. And all of those, I love it. I don't have a problem with it. I don't. If there is a conflict between me and God, I go right into my little change mode. Okay, I need to go in this closet and find out what I got to change because something is off. Because the closer you get to God, the more his perfections appeal to you. See, they irritate you when you're far away. But if he allows you to get close, that means he's got rid of a lot of those irritants to bring you close to him. Because God is holy. And he doesn't think that's a problem. God is holy. And he doesn't have a problem with that. And God requires those to be near him to be holy. The problem is you all don't understand what holy is because you think holy is all you can. And you're so in love with your kins 
what you can do, that you cannot fathom having to let them go for the holiness of God that increases your power, increases your reach, increases the gift. We are so excited to see people slain in the spirit. You have no idea how miraculous God is. God is one of, um, I mean, I'm telling you, the closer you get to him, the dripping, just the divine dripping, elevate you, put you up, your mind opens, your everything. I don't need enlightenment from the world. I don't need enlightenment from the dead. You realize that Buddhistic enlightenment is the same enlightenment that Eve had at the tree? That's tree talk. You learn how to manipulate nature. You learn how to, you know, uh, make various herbs. You learn how to hurt people without touching them. All of that is tree talk. That's dead man talk. Or let's say dead devil talk because that's what it is. I don't need that. And the reason I know it is because I've lived this. I walk, I'm telling you, God wants us in a place where he can literally work his wonders through our being effortlessly, seamlessly. There are days, you know, when Paul said, whether in the body, out of body, I don't know. I, when I first read that, I was like, well, Paul, don't you know where you are? And I'm like, oh, uh-uh. No, I'm telling you today that this here, we have, we have not only bought a bill of goods, we've been sold a bill of, bill of garbage, but we have also sold ourselves cheaply and we sold our God cheaper. The things that God does without thinking, without, in our mind, we would say, without, without just boom, boom, boom. I, I, I sit there and I look at him, I think, man, we don't know you. And oof, we're so not ready for you. I, I think about watching him, at that, we, all of us, he's out of control. Oh, Lord, the Lord, Lord. You, you watch these movies and you watch these shows and you are convinced that God has been overtaken and you're convinced that, that quasi-mortals have literally displaced the Almighty from whom they came. Do you realize God is so in, is so in control that they came from him? He knows what cell, that cell number, so-and-so and so-and-so, it was designed to do dot, dot, dot. It is now defecting or deviating from original design, dot, dot, dot. Let me begin to break it down. He can start deteriorating and diminishing anything he made without us knowing it. And we have a word for that. It's called disease. Disease. Break your ease. Disease. And so God, you know, the way we're thinking about God today, mm mm-mm. We are in trouble. When I look at these, these young folk and, you know, they all big and bad because they let some man put some bloody ink on them they, and, th- and that makes them powerful, I thought, yeah, well, you were never in God. I think half of these people were never saved. I'm going to say two-thirds of them were never saved because when you're saved, you do not abuse the Lord. When you're saved, you do not misrepresent him. When you're saved, you do not want to wound him. When you're saved, you do not want to discredit him. When you're saved, you don't want to change him. And when you saved, he's too real for you to do that. A lot of these lies, I don't care what I don't care what the devil says. I'm gonna tell you right now, I don't care because I am in love and I'm yoked up with the God of the devil. And his name is Jesus. J E S U S, just in case you didn't know. Oh, we can go with Yeshua or Yeshua. We can go all the way down the line. He got a lot of them. But I want you to understand, these people 
are not saved, which means they were never saved. They just got involved with the church. And it is an apostle's job, and it is a prophet's duty to separate for God the wheat from the chaff. And you all are chasing chaff, thinking it's wheat. You're chasing chaff. You can look at it and see how in the world you're going to, some, a minister is going to stand up there and go from looking like a sanctified vessel of the Holy Ghost to a member of a, of a godless gang, and you're going to call that still salvation? How in the world are you going to get a preacher that used to sing the praises of God begin to sing the horrors of Satan and tell you that it's God? These people have defected. So if they were saved, let me give you the next word, the next Bible word for them. They have apostatized. They are apostates working on becoming reprobates. In other words, they are the vessel that can't be fixed because it refuses to come to the repairer. You all are watching this. You all are sitting here. You're looking at all of these former praise and worship paragons of the church defect. Let me tell you something. I don't know what meeting they went to. I don't know how they hooked up with Satan like that. I don't know what he promised them, and I don't know what they are trying to earn from him for their fleeting world fame. But you can mark my words. Every one of them are going to go out of here a horrible way. They're going to die a horrible death. It's going to be painful. It's going to be long. It's going to be agonizing. And there will be no remedy. And when it comes to diagnosing them, God's going to blind their, prof their medical practitioners. And they're not ever going to find out what's really wrong with them. I can say this, not just as a prophetic word. I can say this because when you read the Bible, that's what God says. You say, how can they do that? Ashley, ask me the question. How can they do that? Because God said that when you don't receive the love of the truth, not the truth, if you don't fall in love with God's truth, he said he will send a spirit of delusion. He said strong delusion. He said, and in that delusion, look up the word delusion because it's really an important word for you to know. Look up that word, delusion, when God, and not just in your favorite Bible thing, not in your amplified Bible that gives you nine words for one, um, but look up the word delusion. And what did he say? He said that delusion would be, now God sends it. I know you think Satan brought it. No, Satan was the carrier, but God was the sender. And see, the problem is you confuse the carrier the carrier's duty, and the carrier's zeal with the sender's authority. But God is the sender. He's alpha and omega. So anything that comes out of the spirit realm has been dispatched by God. Now, he can choose good messengers, holy messengers, holy angels, and he can choose defiled and profane angels. But he chooses the carrier. And you all have been buying the garbage of the carrier. The carrier has peeked in the box. The carrier has contaminated the gift, and God intended for it to do that because the addressee did not deserve his best. Is that good or what? Did you like that, Prophet Ashley? Yeah, I did. you know I do. <laughs> you too. You can't help yourself. You are, you are that woman. I have to see where I am because I got three more things to say. So the carrier 
is whom God used. Now, the transit system is the Holy Ghost because everything in God's world rides on the Holy Spirit, everything. So to get from his world to here, that's the, the Holy Spirit. That is why when you look in the book of Revelation and you see where it talks about the beast kingdom is dark and, and, and how still it is, the Holy Ghost is gone. And he's gone completely, not just the church, but the Holy Spirit. And so these people have bought the garbage of the carrier because God sent them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. Isn't that in, I'm telling you, that's in, let me get my book, but you know, guys, I got to get classes, you know, I got to go to the Thessalonians. I got, I borrowed this book from somebody, this Bible from somebody, man, they really took it to heart. <laughs> but we're looking, oh, I think we're not going to have it because half the pieces are gone. Yeah, there's somebody, they shama, shama. But that's all right. Just look in, just kidding. Um, mm, mm, mm. Whew. I'm trying to get it right. You know, I love it with Paul and Timothy. Mm. You know, because that's Paul and Timothy. Where he says, well, no, this is gone. Anyway, guys, I fell into that discussion. So I will give you, we will post it all on the website, etc. But I want you to understand, when you read that passage, I want you to go back to Isaiah. 66.4. And the reason I want you to go back to Isaiah 66.4 is because it prophesied that God would send anybody who goes back to their own ways strong delusions. And then he says something that's very scary. He said, and I will cause your former sins to come back upon you. So as you go to these... Um, these concerts where former priests of Jesus Christ have joined priests of Satan and priests of darkness, where you go to their events, just remember, you probably don't want to be a partaker of their sin. Because God says, if you support them, then you suffer with them. Because did you know in God's world, whoever you support, that's who you suffer and succeed with? Isn't that powerful? Mm-hmm. So to be an apostle and to not understand the, the human dynamics of the Christian faith and the works of darkness that are resisting it is to be a very new apostle or a very unlearned one. Because you have to be able to do it. Now, the, the, the upside of mine is that I have a school. I've written, I don't even know. Actually, I don't know. How many I don't know. I've written dozens and dozens of books and manuals and, and treatises and, and white papers and essays on all of this. My students are getting it every week on some way of an, or another. And so I can articulate the problem because I thought it through. If one thing education does is it teaches you how to think, and you will never speak better than you think, hallelujah, and you will never think clearer than you write. I bet you some of you didn't know that because you went to those classes and said, oh, I don't need to know that. I just, all I need to do is, is know how to lay hands. Yeah, I understand that, but every practitioner can lay hands. You know, your pharmacist can lay hands, but you don't go to her for surgery. The EMT 
can lay hands, bind up a few things, but they're not where they, they're, you don't stay with them for treatment. They're not your healers. They're your rescuers. And a lot of you all need to know the difference between a healer and a rescuer. Oh, this is so important. Isn't this good? This is so, so good. I want you to hear this because you have to start thinking differently. First of all, you cannot rise high in anybody's kingdom without education. Now, I know that you've heard evangelical and charismatic stories talk about um, uh, the, the, the 12 apostles, but they were high in their kingdom already, so they were already educated. You know, Matthew working for the government, collecting taxes. You talk about Peter, James, and John, come on, having businesses of their own, obviously well-renowned businesses, so much so that Jesus came, because Jesus will come to the lowly to bring them in but he goes to the high and exalted to execute a plan. And the higher you are educated, like every other ruler, like every other boss, the higher your education, the more complex the duties and responsibilities God will entrust to you. And some of you all, you think because you have a chance to stand in front of your, your home church and give a word or three, you think that's an achievement. How little you think of our God and his kingdom and his responsibility. You think that's kingdom. So you are like, oh, man, I just I feel so good. Oh, I, I brought the word morning. Oh, I'm part of the seven, seven sayings of Christ crew. That's not an achievement. That's initiation. And a lot of you are still in initiation. Haven't even moved to novice. You're still in initiation because you're not looking to help God solve a problem. You're not looking for God to break through with you. You're looking for God to give you an opportunity to break through. You're not looking for God to change the world or change life with you. And as far as you're concerned, if you could change the life of your church, that's the world. Your world is your church. It is your, your religion. It is your denomination. But that's not the king. That's what, what, what distinguishes apostles and prophets, real apostles and prophets. We've got a lot of prophets who are not prophets at all, but they're prophesiers. And you should know that. And when you enroll in the school, you'll find out the actual differences between a prophesier and a prophet between an apostolic Christian and an apostle. You must know those things if you're going to guard the kingdom and, as Jesus said, recover all or disciple nations. You can't go in there with that baby talk, that gibberish stuff. And so these are the things that motivated me to start Price University. This is why I was motivated to do it. This is why we've kept doing it. I've been, been working on it and testing this thing since 1987. So you're not coming. I know sometimes you come in and say, well, oh, well, what can they have? When our students come, they're like, oh, this is a real school. Like, this is really school, and it's a real school. Oh, you have a real program. Yes, we do, because we're dealing with real issues, and we're dealing with God's true agenda. And we're dealing with God's future. Education is always for the future. So you need to know that Christianity or Christian education should be for God's future. And we can talk about all the people he's going to save in the world. But we need to talk about all of the people that he's going to have to judge too. And we need to talk about all of the people that he's going to have to train and all of the people he's going to have to restore and all of the people he's got to recover and all of the governments that he's got to alter and all of the enterprises he's got to take over or influence. See, we're stuck at, that's what I told you, evangelicalism, soul-saving, apostolic prophetic, soul-sanctifying. So their job is to birth the baby and pass it to us. 
not birth the baby and take it and put it in a perpetual nursery. Is this all right? Charismatic, gift expression, office, institution, discharge. You have to have a difference because some of you all meant well. You started out well. You started out to do well. You started out to get be in the right place. And after a while, the delusion of someone else put a cover over your head, over your brain, and you could, you could no longer find your way. So I'm giving you an opportunity. Come on out. After the show, go to www.priceuniversity.org and know why you're going, knowing that before we, somebody came up with seven mountains, there were the apostles who had all of the fears. <clears throat> knowing that. Let me find some water over here. How about that? I lose the water. Here's the last reason, the last two reasons why I found it. And these are quick, but we'll come back and revisit them at another time. And the last two reasons are, first, most of the universities that God has started, has founded, have gone secular. So he still needs a sacred university for those who want to become part of his sacred service. Most of the universities have gone secular. They're very cultural. They're very cosmopolitan. Hallelujah. They're very humanist, and they're anti-scripture and anti-the word. Now, you have, don't take my word for it, half of you all went to some of these schools and never saw a Bible, unless you looked in a glass case where other relics were. Never saw a Bible. You never learned God. You learned what people thought about God. Most of these universities, you learn what people thought about God, what people have concluded about God based on their perception or their opinions. You did not learn about God. You learned about the church, which is like learning about the children before you learn about the parents. But you never learn God. That's why you, all, you walk around and, and, and you, 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 you know, I, I, I got my degrees, I've got all of that, and you don't know the Lord. And he's going to say, I never knew you because you never handled me. You never learned me. You learned books about me. You learn commentaries. You learn arguments and debates. That's why everything is based on an argument and a debate. These people don't know God. They don't know him, and they have never, ever encountered him. And then the second thing is they don't, these schools, you cannot bring in the Holy Spirit. That's like somebody telling you to leave your spirit home. Just let your soul come. We'll just take the soul and the body, but we won't deal with the spirit. And that's how heinous this attack has been against the Lord because of the absence of these two officers who were, who were assigned <clears throat> to be the hedge, assigned to be the foundation. You cannot have a true Christian university without apostles and prophets. It cannot happen. Now, you can have a church school, but you cannot have a true uh, – I'm telling you, you don't want to believe – we talk about the Catholic Church all the time, don't we? They got all kinds of great programs. I studied, looked at some of their programs, very highly developed programs. So some, of them, uh, some of these Protestants need to get – but anyway, <clears throat> but you know what? They got a pope, and they got some prophets. Because you cannot have a true Christian university, a true Christian education program without apostles and prophets. It is out because you can't have a Bible. 
and they are the mantles that gave us the scriptures. Are you? Are they following me? Yes. They'll come now. <laughs> and so, as we, when I think about why I did it, you know, because people have said, "Wow, you really." And most people who've known me for twenty years have said, "Well, you know what? You've been working at this for twenty years. I have put in the time. I worked at. It. I said, I'm telling you, our problem is the absence of apostles and prophets, and in them, the absence of a uniform standard for education. Now, most of the education that they're going to start, because people are going to run on your word. So I'm telling you, within the next few months, or, or probably by the time we get to two years down the road, you're going to hear all of these people. But you know, they're going to give you check the program. Don't listen to their words. Don't, don't follow their labels. Check their programs and see if it's any different than the programs you've been taking. Because you're going to find it's going to come in, in two forms. One, most of it is going to be a rehashed version with, re, with a universal change in names and words of what you've already had. And the second thing you're going to find is that it's humanist opinion. They're not, these are not going to be academic programs. They're going to be programs that are going to tell you how it happened for me. The same thing that we've always had. This is how God did it for me. This is what happened for me. They're not going to detach the humanist self from that process to give you the education you deserve. And so you're going to go out thinking that you're still operating in God's prophetic, and you're going to still be a church prophet, because they're going to give you a church apostles, church prophets educational program, not kingdom. And you should know that going out in advance, because I know that's what's coming. Because the church is good for jumping on bandwagons with slogans and with slivers of scripture and with with very modified adaptations. They're going to tell you you don't have to work that hard. They're going to tell you it shouldn't take that much. They're going to tell you that you don't have to sit and play. They're going to tell you that they got the easy way, and they're going to tell you they got the short way. They're going to tell you how quick, fast, and hungry it is. But remember, short always means, not just means faster, and briefer, short always means cut out. So you're going to get a lot of things cut out because you don't, you don't have time to wait. And, and that's going to place you at a very low level in God's service because the thinkers do not try to cut out. They know it takes what it takes to transform a heart, to transform a mind. I have no idea why I'm talking like this. I really can't even tell you. I wasn't thinking about that. I had a whole other thing I was going to do. But as, as is the case, that's what I have. <laughs> but so you're going to see it. You're going to say, well, what makes you different? Because, see, I know people talk folk out of coming to us, Ashley, by saying you don't need to do it that hard. It doesn't need to be that hard. I need to get my people in the field quickly. I don't know why. If, why would you want to send inept and incompetent and uneducated in the field fast? How's that going to help the issue? And you all bought into that. Yeah, well, I don't want to spend that much time. No, you'd rather just go give mediocre work, mediocre work, substandard ministry. That's what you want to do. I sat down with a man who called himself an apostle one day, and he said, well, I just don't want my people to spend that long in training. What? So then you want to send these untrained people out to make more mess of the problem we have. But you do, we do that to God because we don't believe his issues are real. And we don't believe the consequences of leaving them undone or having them treated by lowly, low-educated and low-qualified people is a, is a problem. That's why we do it. Because if you lived in God's world, if you had a chance to sit in his seat and to see what's the swill that's coming down 
on this body, on this world, and the swill that's coming down on the body of Christ, and the few. He said the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. When you look at that and compare it with the skimpy staff of qualified laborers he has, you change your, your view in a minute. If you realize that God really was dealing with a real devil, and he really had a kingdom that God allows and in many ways helped him build so he can dump his rejects in it, if you really believe the truth. But you, you won't, and you'll look at that. We'll get caught up on a whole lot of things. You know, we'll get caught up on me being a female because Satan's going to use everything he has always used. You think he's using something different. We're going to get caught up with me being a female. I get that one all the time. I just don't understand why God gave it to a woman. Is it because the church is 80% female? That could be something. The church, average church is 80% female. Don't you think God ought to have ministers for them? That's, and, and that's a default men allowed. So let's start with that, 80% female. I'll just, start, I'll just start there. I won't even go to the other points because this is not that time. Or it, it could be because um, I'm African-American. I had a man say to me once, why do, why do you think he didn't give it to a white guy? I don't know. Again, why does it have to be humanist? So it's that. And then, of course, I'm not the right height. I'm not the right this. That's because you're looking for... Uh, you're looking for plaster of Paris. You're looking for a clay statue. You're not looking to to get God's best. I think about it and I'm thinking, I am a living, breathing, I'm saying this theoretically, a living, breathing 21st century miracle. And again, it didn't come in the right package. I am a living, I'm telling you I am. I don't say that arrogantly. But I do say it confidently. And the Bible says we ought to have confidence in that which God has given us. I am a living and breathing, 20, and my people can tell you, 21st century miracle. But because the package isn't right or the sound isn't right, well, I don't really like her personality. Let me tell you something. If somebody's going to bring you a million-dollar check, they could be dressed in dog doo-doo. You know what you're going to say? Welcome and close your nose. And you're going to reach out your hand and close your nose. So that's just a little bit of my liberty. Hallelujah. <laughs> well, Prophet Ashley, it is your turn. <laughs> and she gets to sit by the tree. The tree, the tree. Well, we act like, first of all, we act like God has racial gender issues. Yeah, I know. He created us all. And stopped us with what he wanted us to do. And didn't say, well, this is the subpar people. I don't know why. Why did I do that? Why did I put that in, Dr. Price? Mm. Okay. Goodness. I think the statement that rocked the world <laughs> is Christianity is not about the church, but the God of creation embodying himself in a new species. That's the truth. Well, yes. But it's Bible. But, well, yes. <laughs> but it's not church. Well, yes. See, it's Bible, but it's not church. No, it's not church. Yes. No. Uh, but that statement alone just blows so many things out of the water when you <laughs> said it, especially when you say it like that. In this age of superhero movies and superhuman shows and, and aliens, anybody and coming from outer space somewhere <laughs> to the planet, uh, that statement has an immediate application. Mm-hmm. 
Whereas, come on in. Whereas before, someone has joined us. And to where, you know, now we can say, wait, is that Jesus' story, though? That is his story. And that's so amazing. Once again, proving that our God is not behind the times, Mm -hmm. that all these other stories are mimicking what he did. Uh, But just a a smack in the head about the Christianity is not about the church. We have made everything about church. We made everything about family. Yep. And it's not about even money. And there's so much more to it. I mean, it really is like when you grow up, and, and when I transferred to ORU, we saw this. I'm sure Prophet Dia saw this because uh, she had traveled before going to ORU too. The, the students who had never been outside of their immediate world. Mm. And when they came to that school, they were some of them were at a loss. Some of them were confused, didn't know how to, to uh, work and interact with other cultures and people of other colors because they had never done it, and they were blown away. Yep. And how big the world was outside of their personal experience. I feel like this broadcast today and this show does that. You know, hard <laughs> walking Christianity is this is my neighborhood, this is my family, this is these are my holidays, and this is the world as I know it, which means this is the world. And then you get outside of that, and you start running through scripture, and then we get to, to discover why there are sixty six books. No, we want to ask why are they only 66? Yeah, right. (laughs) Because before that, it was like, how are we going to get through 66 books? And then now it's like, ooh, but where's the the book of this and where's the book of that and where is this explained and where is that explained? So I thought this was a very powerful statement about this being about the God of creation embodying himself in a new species. Well, think about it. Think about this. What are our two, my two, for motivating that? Number one, second song. Ask of me. Yeah. And he said, the Lord and his king are on the holy mountain. See, if you read the second psalm, you read why Jesus has it all. Mm-hmm. You know, because a lot of unfaithful, well, why Jesus? First of all, I'm going to ask, why not? Who we right. want to put in this place? You're <laughs> always asking Peter. why. You know, and so, but think about that. And then, of course, Peter, for you are a what? Holy generation, chosen generation, chosen, 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 holy nation, holy nation, holy nation, chosen, chosen generation. generation, his own peculiar people. people. They're, when you trace that all the way back, it comes down to species. species. And it's always been there. Always. But but you you understand, yeah. like the, the, the this example, you talked about the kid coming to college. Nothing will wreck your child's faith mm-hmm. in Christianity like keeping them too myopic at home. You have got to allow them to go and see how big God is, and, and they need it. I think all of these kids need to go on a little mission something before they go to college mm-hmm. because it, it will expose you mm-hmm. to other things, at least the idea of a bigger God. I was sent here to ORU in 1986 because I came from a very myopic, small people, poverty, you know, the whole thing. I came here to find out, um, oh, God's big. Wait a minute. Hold on. Right. And he can't afford me. Uh-huh. He can't afford my ministry. How about that? <laughs> see, we, we, we were back home with the broke God, you know. Yeah. And so I think your statement just bear, it just needed that because it's so true that God came to populate his world with a new species, mm-hmm. a species created on the literal genetic makeup of his first begotten son. Yeah, but you said it first. Though. Yeah, yeah, but you I know what? But you, you really, you, you worked it. Third podcast. You searched. I searched. Yeah, you did. Okay. 
And then this one, when you're saved, now you went on a list of things that you said, but you don't abuse or want to change the Lord. I, I wrote the first one. Mm-hmm. You said, how does someone know when they are validating who God called them to be versus cherry-picking scriptures and extrapolating to defend who they are? I will tell you, people who start like that never change. Like, they really never change. They modify their behavior for church involvement, Mm -hmm. you know, but they never change. Like, their views never change. If you listen to them, their views never change. They still believe that God God is love. He loves us all. I still can keep my individuality. Like, most saints don't realize the purpose of salvation is to kill you. Like, the cross killed Jesus. And to bring you back from hell, a different version, the God version, the God species. It kills you. And that is why when you first get saved, you feel like you are garbage and trash because God is slaughtering everything about you that prohibits his ability to re-renovate you. I'm going to say renovate you, but I will say to rebirth you, not just born again, but to rebirth you as his son's offspring. See, Jesus is the model. Jesus said in John, everybody who has learned of God comes to me. That's the difference of all religions. Do you realize he told you how to know my religion? Everybody who has really been taught of God mm-hmm. comes to me. Mm-hmm. No, you didn't get that. Yeah. Yeah. Is that amazing? Mm-hmm. Which means you don't have a taste for any other religion. Because God takes it out of you for Jesus Christ. And so it's very easy now for him to change the impulses because he has slaughtered the appetite. Did you know I'm kind of good at this? I think I'm a little bit You should have a show. No. I'm you. Yes. Wow. I think agrees. I think she does. Okay, guys, y'all get me on TV. Give me a show. So here's what I'm saying. The, the, when you first get saved, God is killing appetite. I mean slaughtering them. And he's making you look at yourself the way you really are because your appetites are pleasant. Hallelujah. But their after effects are putrid. And so God wants you to look at yourself because he's getting you. Because remember, Jesus comes in us as a seed. Didn't he say that? Yes. The seed of crop. You get a seed. Do you know what, how long it takes to grow a seed? So I'm telling you, when you say that, I think, number one, these people never repented. If you've never repented, you're not saved. I don't care what anybody tells you if you've not repented. Because when you repent, oh, help me. Oh, I'm lost. I'm, hold yeah. on. Hold on. I got to hit something. I got to hit Jesus. Because when you are penitent, really penitent, you have to go down a list of everything about you that offended God. And you can't do that without really being aware of the things that you did that, that were contrary to his make, makeup and his nature. Does that make sense mm-hmm. to you? you? Do you all hear me out there? Do you, because, so, like, repentance is not I'm sorry. Apologizing is I'm sorry. Repentance is an intelligent self-evaluation and a comparative analysis between who you are and who God is. That's repentance. And some of you all have never repented. You went down there and you said, I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe he died on the cross of my sins. I believe that he, come on. Mm -hmm. But you never said, but I repent. Even if you didn't repent in that prayer, if you have a real salvation, you'll go home that night. You'll go home and within 30 days, God will work you over. I'm so 
And so she says she still has Yahweh trying to go to come to college, and she's still trying to do God and because she knows, and because God is very clear about who His real priests are, the real ones. And when I say that, I mean the founding and the arrowheads. I don't mean everybody else isn't. Please don't go like that, because you all will be writing stuff to me, and then we be fighting at three o'clock that morning. It's just not going to be pleasant. Okay. And so, but this is what I'm saying. So I turned around, and I said, well, God, why? He said, because it sheds blood for another God. I was done. Okay. Such a simple statement. You know, and and, and he could tell me, but I was older. So until I was old enough to hear it, I had to obey by faith. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because some things, God will wait till you're old enough to get the wisdom or the reason. The rationale. So I said that to say, and so what does Satan require everybody to do now, boys, girls, everybody, yeah. pierce, pierce yeah. everything, because those those are considered access points. I think the earpiece, which is some sort of, um, well, anyhow, we won't even go there. Go back to your thing. <laughs> yeah. Look, we were, we were in it. Yeah, you know, she says, oh, let me see. My last thought here would be, did you learn God or what other people thought about God? And isn't that what we're, isn't that the truth? And I feel that's what uh, every week on the Paula Price show is <laughs> realizing, oh, I didn't learn God at all, at least in that area. That's what I was taught. Mm-hmm. That's what I heard. That's what I thought mm-hmm. I read uh-huh. in Scripture. And then you go back and read it. And it's not there. And it's not there. And it's, it's underlined. It's highlighted. So you know <laughs> it's the same Bible you've had for 15, 20 years. And it was never in there. And you were always blinded to the truth. Mm-hmm. And, you were never, and it was never in there. And a lot of people have Eve, have taken on Eve's mandate and not Adam's. Adam had oh. one mandate, his, you know, because that's the first word of mouth. I mean, from God to man, and then but Eve's is word of mouth. So Adam, do, of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat thereof, you will surely die. For from the dust you came. Into the dust you were. Now that, those little statements, they so see they they just so flat and straight out. You like, all right. So mm-hmm. and then he ate and he didn't die. Right. Or did he? Or did he? That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. I said, man, mm-hmm. it would have been great to have some sort of physiological. Mm-hmm. You know, now we have the computer imagery oh, to yeah. start seeing how that 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 spirit of death started breaking him down, breaking down yeah. and re- recoding him to die. And so, oh, wow. and so, but here's that. Now, here's Eve. Eve is word of mouth. So is it, did the Lord really say that you should not eat from the tree of the nine of the good and evil? Yes, he said we couldn't treat to eat from it, nor could we touch it. She lied. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She added yeah. to the word, yeah. and she lied. Because he didn't have a problem with you touching it because touching it was external. Eating, internal. And a lot of Christians, that's your salvation. You've got Adam's mandate with Eve's additions, mm-hmm. her additives. And so she added to the word of the Lord, and he knew, listen, because, you know, that devil was there. Come on. we can, Well, anyway, we're not going there either. See? <laughs> we're, not, we're not doing it. I've been here for four hours. I had notes, but I, I think I want to go back to something that you said um, just now. Uh, you were talking about the salvation and salvation's purpose, and I think that we have to somehow get back to then Christianity, our Christianity, not being so that people can feel loved, but mm-hmm. that they can be changed, because I think that Very that's good. what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Now we're saying, be safe so that you can feel loved. 
It's just about God loving you. God just, he loves you. He wants to love you. Let God love you. And this has become the, the banner of mm-hmm. Christianity and the banner of why we are telling people they need to be saved. We have since then come long way away from Christianity as something that's supposed to interrupt you, disrupt you, change you, expose you. <laughs> it, it is supposed to, it's completely supposed to blow your world mm-hmm. and bring you into God's world. But we have dumbed that down. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's what you said is really, really important today. We have to understand that. And I think that that goes back to what you said earlier, probably actually brought this out, and that is um, us not dealing with God but dealing with an experience. Mm-hmm. You know, and the more if we can get that, and, and you talked about that today, that the top level, the apostles and prophets being devoid of that, it also means that we're devoid of all that wisdom that comes with those mantles, which is why we don't know these things. Mm-hmm. You know, so we don't know these things because we're missing a layer of wisdom. I remember when uh, we were first training and, like, doing advisements and assessments, and something that Prophet Paula mentioned there to people as they were coming onto the program, she said, you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. So you need to enroll in this program so that we can begin to show you what you don't know. Because we're, we walk around, because we have our heads cut off, mm-hmm. we walk around oblivious to what we don't know. We don't know this information. I mean, guys, you've got to buy into this because you're dealing with most of you are being churched by pastors. And it's, okay, it's fine. Pastors are supposed to, to shepherd the church. But you don't know the layer that you don't know. So you're literally walking around, and you don't know the knowledge that you're missing. Mm-hmm. And that's why this show is so important. That's mm-hmm. what we we're doing is so important. That's why Price University is so important. Mm-hmm. We're exposing what you don't know mm-hmm. and that you didn't even think to ask. And that is what mm-hmm. this show, I think, is tackling. It's so powerful that today. That is so true. That is true. You didn't think to ask. What if they said this? The unconscious incompetent? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The yeah. church is an unconscious incompetent. Mm-hmm. It doesn't know what it doesn't know. Yeah. And it can't even figure out what to ask. Yeah. Because so we, we're fighting on what we know, even though it's the headless version. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. You know, the headless yeah. version. Because the head on your shoulders is where you learn the government, the council, the, all of those kinds of things. What else you got down there? I saw something else. Oh, I think that you uh, you talked about us not believing that God's issues are real. I think that's a really that's a blow. You know, I think that we, <laughs> again we pride ourselves on um, you know um, loving God so much, caring so much about His needs, yet we we're not even in the arena of his needs. We're not even in the sphere of his needs. So I thought that that was so powerful and the reason why we will blow him off. And you, you talked about that in the context of giving God incompetency. Mm-hmm. I love how you talked about the And what I wrote down from that phrase was that essentially we are not equating our hastiness to, you know, put young people out there to get people out there. We're not equating that to incompetency. Mm-hmm. I think we're equating that to, well, I just need to, you know, we just need to be filling God's field with, with workers. But we're not equating that hastiness with incompetency. Even though, hold on. You know, just, just <laughs> every week she's laying it down. But we wouldn't. Any other fear. Just give us a minute here. Because <laughs> <laughs> we need to recover. We are not equating our developmental hastiness, our hastiness, to what? Incompetency. To incompetence. So we don't liken hastiness to incompetence because we don't think training and development are to produce a product. They're to produce a release in in, in the average church. So we want you to have a three-week course on the prophetic and then send you on a prophetic journey. And then expect you to speak to the nation. Or that somehow God is going to make up the difference. You know, and so if, if, oh, I, oh. if I send out the minister and they can 
completely, um, you know, yes, bomb in someone's life, that that's not someone's soul on the line that they just bombed, and that it doesn't take God ages and years to fix that and correct that. You know, I think we don't recognize that. We, we, we just don't recognize that. So we're thinking, well, if they make a mistake, God will just fix it, as if a soul is just changed like that. You know what I mean? People walk away from God for years because mm-hmm. of mistakes yes. we've made. Mm-hmm. We have to own that. And some never come back. And some yes. never come back. And we do have to own that again. This is own that. This prayer, you know, I just, I, I, I'm just like a, a, a proud mama with my, my three girls. <laughs> this prayer, you know, and and I appreciate this because that's powerful to say. You know, when I was getting my, um, was working on a patent for my assessment, the attorney that was writing it out made a statement. He mm-hmm. said, "But when you an error in spiritual judgment." can cost a church 15 years. It can cost a church money, influence, fidelity, allegiance, support, and ultimately soul. Because the body may continue to do what it does, but a broken soul, you know, I mean, you can't, and that's it. I think the taking a step off of what you just said, I think that the, the problem goes a little bit deeper in the fact that the church it, to, to the church, the souls are paper dolls. Yeah. They're yeah. effigies. They're paper mache. They're not people. You really don't think souls are in people because if you, if you really did, then you'd learn a whole lot about the human soul as God created it, not as, certain, as Satan perverted it. And so that hastiness and letting somebody want, because I've had them sit in my office and, yeah, I don't care. I know what God told me. Yeah, but what, 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 is, what did he tell you to do when he told you? Yeah. He told me to win souls and to explain the soul, because half of y'all can't separate the spirit from the soul. You don't know the difference between the numa or the nephesh or the suke. Yeah, let's start with that. Let's start with that vocabulary. The what? The what? We talk about heart. We talk about Jesus and the heart. And that's about as deep as we get. And renew my mind. Renew my mind. And it'll heal your body. It'll heal your body. And then we got Manoah. There is the invisible knower. The invisible knower, the jumper, and the leaper. Can I can I say? Yes. Can we take this opportunity to segue, since we're talking about competence, okay. into our sale for the assessment? Why don't you do that? You got, do you want her to do it? Yes, probably he can do it. You can do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, first of all, so many of you took advantage of our Black Friday, Cyber Monday weekend sale on our assessments. We put our assessments on, um, on sale for pretty much half off. For the PAQ, so the PAQ went from being $100, which is what it normally is, and really is the value of that assessment. That was docked 50% to $50 over the weekend for Black Friday through Cyber Monday. And then our minister's assessment was docked $20 down to $45. And so Dr. Price and her generosity has extended this sale, you guys, because really because of demand. We've had so many people take advantage of the Black Friday Cyber, Cyber Monday sale and our assessments. We are extending those to the end of December. So if you're out there, you're listening today, and you're saying, man, I know that assessment is for me, and I know that so many of you are thinking that right now. It's for you. That's God. Okay, you need to go with that. Um, (laughs) Then the minister's assessment is $45, and the prophet's assessment is $50 right now, and they're going to stay on sale until December 31st. And so if you are a school, you're a trainer, if you are the head of a, a network of ministers, intercessors, if you're a Christian trying to figure out why am I in Christ and what does he want me to do in him, if you are that person, 
don't miss this window. Hey, give yourself a Christmas gift. Absolutely. The, Christ, the oh, Christmas amazing. gift of knowing. Yes, it's good. The Christmas gift of knowing. Because that's what it's all about. And if it's going to be about Christ, this is a great month for you to go and find out why he made you, why he keeps you here, why he is calling you, why are you having those dreams? Why are you waking up with these conversations? Why do people keep saying you're called to ministry? I mean, why is it that they keep telling you and you're like, well, I don't see it? Yeah. Well, <laughs> Take the assessment, and you will see it. See that in that was And where were we last night? I prophesied to this young man. Oh, we were uh, at the store. We were, mm-hmm, we were at the store like, for, uh, for your new, because, you know, I'm doing a, a new something. And so, but we were there, and, uh, and this young man looked at me, and he was working and whatever, and I said, I stopped. Well, well let me set the stage, though. Okay, she's going to do it. Young you know, man. This is the stage. She's the producer. Yes. <laughs> young man checking us out. Uh, African-American young man, dreads, hoodie. I mean, just looking like I'm just here to get a job and get out of here. Nice guy. Nice guy. Customer service is great. But that's the stage. Okay, so she stayed. Yeah. So, okay, go. Okay, I'm free? Yes. Okay. So this is, the, this is the guy. So I look at him, and I say to him, what school do you go to? He says, huh, well, uh-huh. Yeah, well, you need to go to school. Now, let me tell you why you need to go to school, because you have an entrepreneurial spirit. God wants you to run high business for him. I didn't say God. Did I say I said you're called to run high business for him and to be a, a leader. I said, so you need to go to school. You're not the, the person you were back then. Yes. Go back to school. You'll finish. I said, and you're going to run companies for sure. He said, got it. No, he said, <laughs> I got you. <laughs> yeah, I got you. And honey, and we never. And he went on. We went on. I was done. And but the the ability to do that and to know the window to do it and the person to do it with. We've done it before, you know, uh, over a, a lot. And um, but to know it. But you you need that training. See that gift can impose itself, but it could get slapped back because the backing of all the other wisdom and things that could come from your word. You know, we give people a word and we act like they don't have any reaction to it. True. When Dr. Price is in restaurants, nine times out of ten, she is going to speak prophetically into our server's life. And you can tell when it really makes deep impacts because all of the other servers or many of the other servers will out. find no apparent reason to stand up at her table <laughs> they, they because do. they want to know if the lady has something to the say to them. They do. And I was very serious about that. I said to him, but I looked at him and I said, oh, my God, you are really, really a, a businessman. Like, you are hidden in culture. You're hidden yeah. in your dreads. You're hidden in your hoodie. Everything is hiding the real reason why you're here. And if I hadn't gone there, and I went there by Devon. Did I not go there by? Yeah, it's the no, place we really go. No, we don't, I don't shop there. He said, go there and get your stuff. Okay. So I go there. And he wasn't even, yeah, he did. He greeted us coming yeah, in. Yeah, he was going to find one of us. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm saying, and I said to him, I said, Lord, how many of these young people yes. will never, ever fulfill destiny? Never. Because somebody's going to look at them as faith value. And a lot of prophets will and will prophesy you're gonna get cleaned and all that. But I didn't see that. I saw the, the I saw this man's future and I knew that if he went back to school he was gonna make connections that would change his life. A lot of you all won't go to school and because you're so remembering what you were as kids. But I was a bad student and I was this, I was that. But you know what? When you got older you're not that person. And back then your hormones were crazy, your parents were crazy, half your friends were crazy, you were trying to get the wedgie in the bathroom. There was a lot of reasons. 
why kids don't do well in school. When you are an adult, you are a different person. So I want you to take the assessments. Treat yourself or someone you love to a Christmas gift of knowing. Knowing who I am in Christ and what I am to do. Knowing my purpose. That's what we give you. Now, I have a little bit of a surprise. I am finally, it's taken me. Come on, please. I know. It's taken me, what, 12 years? Yeah. 12 years, I am finally ready to release the apostles' version of my assessment. Those will be released top of January. Yes. 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 And all the apostles out there are like, you, do you know? Yes. And so here's the upside of this is that as an apostle or the head of an apostle's network or group of any kind, you can now filter your members. You can filter them. You can place them. You can find out how to train them. You can find out which ones can do what in your organization. And it's all at the push of a button. So January, you don't want to miss it. Now, if you pre-sign up, you get a discount on yours. So if you say, hey, I got my group, we're going to sign up. As soon as it's going, notify us. You're going to get the introductory price even discounted because you're going to find out. And here's the button you're going to push. Am I really called to apostleship? Am I called to be an apostle? Am I called to be an apostle? And you're going you're gonna to love it. A lot of you all have some young ones growing up and coming up in your church, and they're telling you everything, and they're tearing up everybody and carrying on and, and all of that. You're going to love it. Now, here's what you're going to love. Ooh. Hmm. Holy Ghost. Jesus is. Jesus is. And we're all there. We, you know, we got to excite Jesus. And so, um, so here's what, what, what you're going to find out. You're going to find out what apostles are and are not. And this will have nothing to do with your spiritual father, your spiritual mother. All of that has nothing to do with why God made you an apostle. Paul said, God separated me from my mother's womb to be an apostle that I may. And he had purpose, and it wasn't about anything like that. So um, it's, to, so it's going to kind of begin the, the journey of writing us into the sphere of apostleship. So, again, it's coming out top of January. If you want to be on the special discount list, you have to sign up because we can't notify you if you don't sign up. And if you are, if you sign up, you get an additional bonus discount. You're going to love this. And I'm doing this because we're, we're, in, we're introducing it. In a year or so, it's going to be kind of up there because it is a literal diagnostic of who you are. As an apostle, the information alone, yes, you can, will take you to another place. But it will empower you if you are an apostle. It will super empower you if you are a chief apostle, apostle over other apostles. And it will also arm you for those who are just stepping into the office presumptuously. Did you think that was good? That was good. <laughs> well, they get online. Online. Uh, today, you can visit drpaulaprice.com, message us through the website if yes. you'd like to be uh, on the list for the ADQ, the Apostolic Diagnostic Questionnaire. If you want to be on that list, yes. then go to drpaulaprice.com and message us on the website so that we can add you to the list. Yes, and message your friends if you think they're interested. But And if you are the head of a network or something, hey, message us and say, I am the head of 
I have a group of. And let's see if we can work something for you. I think that you should require this for those people that you're going to commission. You should require this for the pros. You know, God is so you, you don't have to do it in the blind any longer. That's the point that I'm making today. You do not have to just, okay, okay, apostle, I'm going to eeny, meeny, miny, mo. I am going to commission you. You can have proof and evidence, but how about this? You can also develop them according to how God made them. That's powerful. Yeah. Well, we had a great time today. You know, I'm loving this team thing. I don't know how we ended up with it, but I'm really, I am loving it. We got it. in a new facility. Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yes. She said, we got in a new facility, and we are expanding. Now, I know that there are some of you who think we will not get through today, but I will get through five people. Hallelujah. I'm going to make it All through right. five Woo. people before we leave, so you need to be the top five. <laughs> I'm going to get through, and if you are a chatter, I'm going to cut you off <laughs> so I can get through five people. I love you all. I promise you I've missed you. I love you with all my heart. I love you with the love of Jesus Christ. I want you to know I couldn't make it without you. I could not be here without you. Your, your favor, your grace, your support, your seeds, your, your sowing, all of that helped me make it. So I want to make it now. We're trying to put together a package for me to go global. If you want to be a part of that, then I need you to sow seed to me because I have to make it. And I don't want to go cheap if you don't mind. I don't think, I think I've served enough. I've given you enough. I'm quality. I know that because I've heard it like a hundred times. So I'm accepting the people's word. I'm accepting the professional's word. I want to do this. Can you help me go global? Could you help me go daily on television? Can you help me reach in another way, in a higher form? If you can, I want you to say, Dr. Price, I am going to sow this seed for that. And I'm going to remember you for that. I'm going to recognize you so you will see your seed and that I recognize you. But this is too good to keep in such a small box. So the second thing I want to tell you to do today is share, 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 share. And then after that, go share some more, all right, and have a great lunch. Again, love you dearly. See you Sunday for Scripture Organic, Culturally Unmodified Christianity at the Congregation of the Mighty. All right. You guys heard it here first. Dr. Price thanks you in advance for the seed that you are sowing and for your participation and just following this program. We are on every Thursday, 11 a.m. to 1 o'clock p.m. with the Paula Price Show. Make this your Thursday's Stop. Make us your favorite broadcast on Thursdays, and you can do that by going online to blogtalkradio.com slash Dr. Paula Price. Um, rather, rather, let me correct that, blogtalkradio.com slash Paula Price Show, blogtalkradio.com slash Paula Price Show. If you go there, you can RSS feed on that site so that you never miss a beat when the show is about to go live. You'll get an email to your email box that will let you know that the Paula Price Show is about to to broadcast. There's also a couple of other ways you can get in touch or stay in touch with the Paula Price Show. The second way is if you're an iTunes user, download the podcast app. Download the podcast app on your phone or on your mobile device or on your iPad, and you'll be able to subscribe to the Paula Price Show. You can listen to the broadcast anywhere. You can take it on the road with you. You can listen at work. All you need to do is subscribe to the Paula Price Show on your iTunes podcast. 
for my Droid users, all you need to do is download CastBox. It's an app called CastBox, and you'll be able to look up the Paula Price Show on CastBox and follow the broadcast. That means now the Paula Price Show is mobile and can go with you wherever you go. So we encourage you, find a way to link up with this program. We definitely welcome those who may have been tuning in for the very first time today. We're not going to be long now because we want to go ahead and get to your calls. Just want to let you know how you can reach and get in touch with Dr. Price throughout the week. Facebook.com slash Dr. Paula Price. If you haven't followed her there on Facebook. What are you waiting for? Get over there on Facebook right now and click like. Begin to follow Dr. Price's page so you'll always get her announcements when she's going live, special videos, and so much more. Facebook.com slash Dr. Paula Price. Big shout out to our Twitter followers today. We love and appreciate you. Thank you, Twitter. Thank you for sharing on Periscope. Thank you for sharing with your followers. Thank you for all of your retweets and your quotes. We can't do this without you, so continue to share, share, share. As you as you hear powerful things on the broadcast, share those with your followers. It's so appreciated, and it helps us to expose the show to new listeners. So do that for us. We give a big shout-out to you in our Twitter family and, of course, in our Periscope family. We, can, we just can't do what we do without you. So thank you for giving us all the hearts. Thank you for sharing the broadcast and continue to do so so we can get the word out one life at a time. We're about to get to your calls. Before we do, I just want to remind you guys about this assessment sale and where you can go to take advantage. You can go to drpaulaprice.com, click take an assessment, and it will lead you to our, our assessment center online. The minister's assessment right now is $45. The profits assessment is $50. This is a We are extending our Black Friday sale all the way through December 31st. Now, after the 31st of December, that sale is going to go away. So take advantage of this. You've got the next 30 days or so to take advantage of this sale. $45 for the minister's assessment, $50 for the profits assessment. Take these online right now at drpaulaprice.com. All right, Prophet Ashley, back to you. All right, thank you, Prophet Adia. We are lining up these callers. For the next portion of the show, we'll be right back after these messages. Hey, guys, this is Mr. Dia from Saturday Morning Kids. Every Saturday, we post a brand-new episode full of God's power, full of God's word, just for kids ages 8 through 12. Subscribe to us on YouTube under Kingdom 5 Student Ministries. That's Kingdom 5 Student Ministries only on YouTube. Kids, I'm talking to you. We're diving into purpose destiny and God's plan for our lives. So I'll see you every Saturday for Saturday Morning Kids. Dr. Paula A. Price does it again with Before the Garden, God's eternal continuum. In her customary exhaustive style, she breaks the seal on yet another striking dimension of Christian faith and truth. Before the Garden, God's Eternal Continuum is aptly dubbed the history of eternity as revealed in scriptures because it captures and tells the story of eternity from its founder's perspective. Order your copy today and give us your feedback. Tell us how Before the Garden revolutionized your walk with Christ at www.beforethegarden.com. Do you have an upcoming conference or want to order a supply for your bookstore? Now is the perfect time to order copies for your network, mentees, or friends. Just pick up the phone and dial 877-419-1299, extension 1001, and ask for Adia Peterson to get bulk discount orders and place your order today. 
It is our pleasure to introduce you to Price University, a post-secondary school of specialized education that specializes in master's and doctoral academic programs for the kingdom of God. Price University is unique because its vision expands the traditional Christian ministry education to include quality instruction of apostles, prophets, kingdom professionals, ecclesial, and entrepreneurs. Consequently, we make Christian ministry studies practical, effective, and powerful to profit our students beyond the classroom in their everyday world. Our four-point vision is credible apostolic and prophetic education, manifestation of the Lord's eternal kingdom in the now, and the ecclesia's dominance in human affairs and all nations in Christ and under God. Find out your place in Price University by visiting www.priceuniversity.org. Or call us today to schedule a consultation at 877-419-1299. Price University. Learn today. Lead tomorrow. Hi, this is Dr. Paula Price, host of the Paula Price Show, reminding you to revisit last week's program at blogtalkradio.com backslash Paula Price Show. Hello, my name is Prophet Dr. Rolf Spears, and I'm the author of Coaching Leadership Families. And I'd like to give you some really good news from Dr. Paula A. Price and PPM Global Resources. They have decided to appoint me as the new family advisor with a focus on encouraging, strengthening, and supporting apostolic, prophetic, and fivefold families in the body of Christ. I am honored to accept this position. And if you have any questions or you want more information or you'd like to schedule a family advisement, please contact Prophet Ashley Clater at 877-419-1299 or email us at admin at ppmglobalresources.com. All right, and we are back for the next portion of the Paula Price Show, where Dr. Price takes it one-on-one with our listeners. If you're on the line, go ahead and press that number one. There might still be time for you to have that personal touch from Dr. Price today. Okay, Dr. Price, you have us all fired up and ready to go. For the next half of the show. Are you there? I cannot hear you. Doctor, doctor? Okay. Well, while she is reconnecting that technology, sometimes it does get a little funny over here in tech world. We do want to encourage you once again to visit www.priceuniversity.org and plug into your education. Um, Stay tuned. Make sure you are signed up on the mailing list, as Prophet Adia said, so that you can get whatever sales and deals and specials that we have coming out of PPM Global Resources and Price University. We just want to take on and take over the whole world. Uh, with what God has done with us, and we want to make sure that you stay in touch. We have several broadcasts throughout the week from our different ministers. Of course, the Paula Price Show is on Thursday, and like she said, tuning in to us live Sundays, the Congregation of the Mighty Ecclesial Embassy, where you can touch, uh, check in through Dr. Price's Periscope or through our new Congregation of the Mighty Worldwide page, on Facebook, Congregation of the Mighty Ecclesial Embassy Worldwide. And you can get notified and tune in on Sunday, Wednesday night. We have Wednesday Warriors with Chief Prophet Tala Price. 
Friday night, I host In the Midnight Hour, where you get prayer. Saturday, Prophet Adia has Saturday morning kids. And so for the children and the young people, and I tell you what, we adults also get blessed from that as well. Dr. Price, are you back with us on the line? Okay, well, how about this? I'm going to check and see what our technical issues are going on here. I want to play this certain clip for you because, you know, when we travel on the road, sometimes Dr. Price says some of the most, well, she always says some of the most powerful, powerful things. And so this is a clip about the power of one. Take a listen, and we'll be right back. See, somebody got it. Now, John happened to have done his job very well. He did his job so well that when Jesus was just walking on by, Andrew said to Peter, because we never talk about Andrew being the first one to recognize the Messiah. So Andrew said, hey, I just met the one that they talked about in the scriptures. I just went to what the one that they said was coming. I just met the Messiah. Peter, come meet him. So Peter was not the first one to recognize Jesus. <laughs> so Andrew recognizes the Lord Jesus Christ, and he brings his brother to him. Nobody questions how did he know Jesus. He's not a rabbi. He's not a priest. He's not a scribe. But yet, he knows. He knows because John did his job so well. He said, you exist to recognize the coming Messiah. A prophet has got to know the Messiah when he shows up. Because that's the legacy of the prophet's mantle. John apparently taught pure words because they knew where to find him. The scripture. Well, that was powerful, but we're just going to cut that short because we want to get back to Dr. Price. Man, Dr. Price, you're always saying something deep and profound. Okay, technology has been resolved. We, we had to take care of the walk. Now we took care of the phone. Are you ready to pray? Technology. So, God will find another way. You know, most of the breakthroughs in life will come without money. So, if you don't know that. As a matter of fact, you got your job, you got a breakthrough, you got a job, you had an employment paper, you signed some papers, you got some benefits, start date, everything, not a dime. Not anything changed other than what? A promise. Most of what you, when you get your breakthrough, there's no money involved at all. So then we have to change your attitude about money because you think cash is it. Cash is not king. It's a fact. Yeah, it's coming cash in the tent. Okay, we're back. We're all back now on the line. Dr. Price, are you ready to pray for your people? I certainly am. I'm ready right now, so let's go right into it. Okay, great. And you know what? You sound far away. Maybe I just need to turn my phone up, but you sound a little far away. 
Okay, from your speaker. Here we go. First in line is Lynn from Maryland. And Lynn is calling. She has a prayer request because she would like prayer for direction. Lynn, welcome to the Paula Price Show. Thank you. Hi, Dr. Price. Hi, Lynn. How are you doing? I'm doing well. And you? I am great. I am really good. <laughs> now, didn't we just recently talk, Lynn? Tell me you got an update for me. Um, yes, we did recently talk. Um, things are getting better in my household. I have um, gotten into a Bible study. I've been doing my I've been doing my um, nine month plan with the Lord. I have missed a few days, um, not intentionally, but I'm I'm take I'm journaling every day. I'm working to improve. I'm praying. I'm just trying to do what the Lord has asked me to do. And how's it going for you? It's going, it's going great. I will say that I am struggling to hear from God. And I have to tell you this, this morning when I was in prayer, um, for some reason I knew that I was going to talk to you today. It, it was just like, it was just like Dr. Paula Price. And I'm like, I have this feeling that I'm going to talk to Dr. Price today. When I got online, when I got on the line, I didn't push one right away. And I'm like, and then it just came to me, okay, I pushed one and then, Prophet Ashley got on the phone and she asked my name and I'm like, oh, I'm really going to talk to her today. So, here I am. <laughs> Great. I'm glad to hear that. And I'm glad to hear that we've got a little bit of progress. So you said they said it better. So yes. what, do we, what do we need to do next? Um, I know uh, a while ago, I'm, I'm here at, at my current job right now, and I asked the Lord um, how long would I be here, and I believe he told me two years, and I'm approaching that two years. I've been getting, um, I've been getting emails like crazy for different job offers, and I just don't want to jump out there, and I, I don't really know if it's time for me to go, if, if I should take one. I don't want to just jump out there. I want to be sure that it is from God and it's just not temptation or me just wanting to leave here. I want to be sure. Do you want to leave? I mean, in your heart of hearts, do you want to leave? Honestly, I don't. I appreciate the flexibility, especially having to uh, drop my children off in the morning. There's just no, I don't. I, I appreciate the flexibility of the job. Is I'm there sorry. a need to leave? Do you, need, do you no. have a monetary reason? Okay. So here's what I no. do think. When you took this job, you were uncertain. I don't know that God would have told you two years and not start talking somewhere about three months back about you getting ready mm-hmm. to leave. My experience with the Lord has been that if he gives me a timeline for anything, before I hit that timeline, he starts preparing me. Okay. So can you say that he has done that? No. Good. So it's conceivable of that one of two things happened. You entered the job not really sure that it was something that you were going to like. You have since grown to appreciate the job. And so that two-year window could have been your own exit out because it happens. I say to you today, if you don't have a monetary reason to leave your job 
or a personal family reason, then enjoy yourself. You don't have to create a a uh, difficulty or a disruption when there is no reason for it. Okay. Okay. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, absolutely. So you'll stay in your job until God starts talking to you otherwise and enjoy it. Really, I want yeah. you to enjoy it. Okay? Yes. Dr. Price, can I ask for prayer for my baby girl, please? She's been conducted for Okay. Okay, I'm going to pray because I got four more people, so I can't spend too much time. Okay. Huh? Yeah. I promise. I got to keep it. Father, in Jesus' I name, got... I praise you for, right now, I praise you for, Lord, blessing my my wonderful daughter yeah. and her daughter. Let me tell you. Where's your daughter sleeping? I just see that she, wherever she's sleeping, is not good for her. She is sleeps with in my husband room? and I. And she won't How sleep old? in her room. Yeah, she's well, 22 months. Okay. She's 22. Oh, my goodness. You need to start. Come on, sis. All right? I know. Okay, I'm, I'm, I've been... No, I'm going to tell you right now, if your kid is going to ruin you, rule, rule you now, you're not going to be a strong parent later. So okay. you need to give her a little bit of time. Just wean her off a little bit, let her fall asleep in her room, and then, you know, have less and less time with her in your room. Okay. All right? So I need you yeah. to start doing that kind of kind of soon because wherever she's sleeping, it's not working for her. Okay. God, I thank you for healing this baby girl, and I thank you for blessing this family, and, Lord, for having your way in her life. And with this, this young one, God, I'm asking also that you would give this parent strength. They love, so love this little girl that they don't want to do anything to disrupt her, but God cause them to be parents of her future and not of her present only. So I thank you, and I thank you for doing it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Dr. Price. You're very, very welcome. Keep me posted. I will. All right, Prophet Ashley, come on, let's go. You know, I got to keep my word here. All right. Well, let me help you do that. Next in the line, we have Kelly from Oklahoma. And Kelly wants prayer for direction. Excuse me. She wants prayer on how to go about doing her call. Kelly, welcome to the Paula Price Show. Hi. Hi, Kelly. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Okay. So talk to me. What do you want? What's on your heart? Well, um, my dad, he gave me a word on, or from God saying that I was going to be a teacher. And um, I barely moved from out of state. And I believe that God called me to be here in Oklahoma. Um, and so I'm not really sure um, on how to go about, you know, hearing from God and and so I just wanted to for you to pray for me about that that God would start to speak to me and I will do it so first of all let me give you some counsel the first thing I would like to tell you to do is take the assessment that I'm talking about drpaulaaprice.com and take the assessment so you can find out what God actually called you to do and where teaching fits in that call. For example, our assessment will give you your dominant gifting, your, your main manifestation or the office that you're called to. 
Then it will give you your secondary call and, of course, your best environment. So you need to know that because you can't just jump out there and say, okay, I'm going to do teaching. Second thing you need to find out is if teaching comes up on that assessment as your number one calling, then you need to get ready to get trained. Uh, We are so often, Kelly, programmed to just take people's prophetic words that we don't realize that prophecy is a door. It's a key. It's a gate. It's a trigger. It's not the sum of all that goes into being its fulfillment. So you want to find out about teaching. Good thing about taking the assessment is that you'll get a 30-minute advisement with one of our advisor prophets who will explain to you what that what your results mean and offer you an opportunity to guide you into the training and development stage of your calling. You've got to finish your call because the, no matter how much people say, education also not only helps you become competent, but it inspires confidence. The more you know what you're doing, the more confident you are about it, the less nervous you are about obeying that call and undertaking that profession. So I want you to do that. And then from there, you'll find your way. All right? So I'm going to pray. But that's my counsel to you today. God, I thank you for Kelly. I thank you, Lord, for her love for you, interest for you, and, and concern, commitment to doing what you called her to do. So I'm asking you to lead her to fulfill the counsel that I just gave by your Holy Spirit and then connect her with the school, the education, the mentors, etc., that she needs to get her into purpose and ready for what you ordained her to do before the foundation of the world. And I thank you for doing it, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, Prophet Ashley, I'm on number three. All right, next up we have Kim from South Carolina, and Kim would like prayer for direction. Kim, welcome to the Paula Price Show. Hello. Hi, Kim. How are you? I'm good. Okay, I'm going to need you to pull up now because you don't have to do the other emotional thing. Let's get strong. Come on, pull on up. I know y'all, because you want me to know how serious your concern is, and I already know that because you're on the phone, because you could be someplace else. So let's talk about what's on your heart. Um, well, I'm just everywhere and nowhere at the same time right now. And And what does that mean? You said everywhere and nowhere. Are you in school? Is this a school issue? Is this a church issue? Is this a home issue? Is this a personal crisis? Yeah, it's just it's, it's a life crisis. Um, I've done school, I've done church, um, and I'm doing business, and now I'm just trying to do life. Okay, so is church working out okay? It is when I um, realize what I um, where I didn't need to be. So I do have uh, my personal relationship with with my father. So. Okay, so you are not in church. Is that what you're telling me? I don't evidently go to a physical church. No. So where do you go? I mean, where are you being covered and fed as a Christian? Um, throughout the times, you know, I'm still a member of certain churches, but I normally just uh, pray, and then I have uh, people that I pray with. I don't uh, necessarily have, like, somebody I can say who is my pastor. I should say it like that. Okay. Well, you know, okay, so, and then, so, we got the church thing. Now, how's the business going? Um, it's out there. Um, I'm putting myself out there, but I am not being successful. 
Um, I'm taking all the avenues that I can take, all the directions I can take, all the classes, all the mentoring, but and I'm out there, but it's just not being successful. Are you in the right business? Yeah. Okay. So, and then, so as a result of these two, you have what you would call a life crisis. Is that true? Yes. In my well, okay. in my health, my health. So listen, Tim, the first thing you need to do is stop messing with God. You are playing Mm -hmm. with the Holy Ghost, and you want me to give you a wonderful word that says that I can, we can, I'm going to loose your blessings and loose all of that, even though you treat him on again, off again. On again, off again. In other words, I go to church, and then I don't need a church because I'm my own pastor. If you're your own shepherd, then you are the peak of your spiritual attainment. It's not that I don't need my own shepherd. It's the fact that when I was attending and was going, they treated me like I was dirt, and they didn't want me. So instead of keep getting beat up, you know, by somebody who whatever whatever their reasons were, I just decided to. As long as my relationship with God is strong, I know to pray. I know to come to um, you know, where I need to go to get heal, you know, get um, advice and stuff. I just left it alone because I just got tired of fighting with them. It's not that I think that I'm, I can do better by myself. No, that's the last place that I wanted to be ever alone. But, you know, well, let me it's just tell you, Back up. Cause I, got, I got more people, so let me just tell you this. If you didn't want to be okay. alone, you would look for a church that, that, that where you would be more compatible. And so you, your, your answer, because I want to put you in the church. I think you need to be in the church. I don't know all the details. But I do know that in in, the, in my 30-plus years of ministry, when people give me that answer, I come up with this one. And I want you to think about this answer. What is it about okay. you and your spirituality that will not allow Jesus Christ to place you in his body under a proper shepherd? Because um, when we make those statements, yeah, but when we make those statements, hear me, When we make those statements, we also realize everything you say has a flip side. So the flip side is that God is not leading you as a shepherd to an under-shepherd that will care for you. So then the question is, why isn't God leading? Mm. See, when it's all all about us, we are the victim. But when we look at about the fact that Jesus said that he has a shepherd for every body and every person and a body for every person, then we have to figure that out. You know, I've talked to people like that and, and realized that sometimes our expectation of a church experience may be just a little too high or a little too much for, for where we are in life. So I would love, this is what I would love to do for you if you would let me. I would love for you to go online when this is over and get a prophetic advisement. You need God to talk to you differently because there's nobody to say that what you're hearing is accurate. There's nobody to say that the way God is, the way you're saying God is telling you to do something is what he means. There is nobody there. And the Bible said there must be two witnesses at least. And I don't mean just to pray folks to the rest of the people who can't find a church. I think you need God to have a special conversation with you. And that needs to happen with someone who is detached and objective. So, I would strongly suggest that you do uh, go there and, and sign up for a prophetic advisement because you could be stuck in a small place, but it's creating a big mess. Mm. Okay. 
That's my suggestion to you. But I want to say this to you, and I want to say this to you and to everyone else. I don't care how much we love, and we all have done it. Come on, sis. We've, uh, you know, I'm too, I'm too big. I'm too this. My needs are too special. They don't like me. Our chemistry is not right. We all have reasons for why we don't want to be disciplined churchgoers or we don't want to be disciplined in a church, whichever that might be. But I'm telling you this. The flip side of it is that eventually God will stop trying to find you a shepherd. And those are the people who are out there wandering for a long time because he, as far as they're concerned, he does not find a shepherd for them. So I want to say that do, do me that big favor for yourself and do me that big favor for your, you know, your business and all of the other things you're working through. Get a prophetic advisement. You need an, um, a completely uh, detached, very objective counselor in your life right now. Mm, okay. All righty? So I'm going to pray, and I pray that you do so because I'm telling you, if not, you're going to labor and labor and labor because God has a reason for not blessing your business, and you have to be mature enough to want to face that reason and own your part in it. We have to own our part in these. So I want you to do that. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you so much for Kim and for her life. And, Lord, even for her faith in you. I mean, she does push to follow you. God, I'm asking that you would uproot whatever put in her, whatever has got her to this place. Uproot it, whether it came from a mentor, a, mentor, a pastor, whether it came from a parent, whatever it is, God. But go, go in her soul and bypass all of the excuses and get to that strong man so that she can begin to flourish in you. In Jesus' name, amen and Amen. Amen. God bless you. Keep me posted, Tim. Okay. Okay. Bye. Prophet Ashley, how am I doing? Oh, you're doing good, Dr. Price. You ready for one more? I am. Okay. We have next up on the line, Irena, who is checking back in with us from Louisiana. And she would like prayer concerning direction for her job. Raina, welcome back to the Paul Price Show. Thank you so much, Ashley. Hi, Dr. Price, great woman of God. <laughs> Hi, Raina. Hey, tell me what we can do for you so I can get my last call in. I want to hear from you. Okay. Uh, I've just been praying, consulting God concerning my job. Uh, it's, it's just frustrating, you know, the way it's being ran. I mean, People just don't even care about their jobs no more, you know. We have a lot of people calling out, and we have a manager that's very unconcerned, you know, not really getting involved like he should, you know, don't even know half his people. You know, it's just like it's just piled it down on me, you know, like I'm the manager. I'm I'm a lead. I'm the lead, but I'm not the manager, you know, and everybody looking up to me because he's never there. He don't really want the job, but he needs it. You know how that is. But I'm, I'm just consulting God because it's very frustrating. Well, it, Very it, like that, well, listen to me. Something like that okay. would be frustrating. Let me just tell you this. It also could be an opportunity for you to grow and you to mature and you to distinguish yourself. So you could be yes. a critic or you can be an opportunist. Okay. So I would suggest that you not make the jobs problem your work performance issues and you don't make your manager's uh, uh, dis- difficulties or, or deficiencies is a better word, make his deficiencies uh-huh. handicap. You do your job and you Amen. do what works. You can't go, okay. you, what you think is the company, you, it's just your department. You don't know if every department in that company is bad. You just know that yours isn't yeah. working well. 
I don't want you to be um I don't want you to be hasty and I don't want you to be too reactionary. Stay in your job. If they have some openings, then try to find openings in your company. I don't feel that you're supposed to leave their company yet. That is something that's yeah. not coming to me. Look, that's so, what everybody be telling you know, when I get first, I say, you know what, I'm tired. I'm just gonna find something else. I'm gonna quit. And, and every time I say that, someone would say, Oh no, you ain't going away. You ain't going away. <laughs> well, but then stay there. Uh, now listen, I, I got a few minutes, so stay at your okay. job, right? Stay at your, okay. at your job. Stop, stop meddling and getting in other people's business, and stop. But, you know, get, um, okay. measuring yourself by what they're doing. Do your job. God gave it to you, then continue to glorify him in it. I got to pray because I'm going to have to leave. Uh, let me see. How many people okay. did I get? One, two, okay. three, four. I, I got to get, come on, Father, in Jesus' name. I give you glory and honor for Irena. Lord, give her peace. Give her patience. And, Lord, give her composure. Let her remember that you gave this job to her as a kid. And let her not get all caught up in everything that's going on around her. In Jesus' name, I ask for quiet and peace of the spirit in her. Amen and amen. Amen. Bless you. God bless you. You're welcome. Okay, Prophet Ashley, how are we? Yeah, I think you're going to get through our last caller. Um, just because of the question they have about Jezebel. So maybe if they call in next week, they'll be first. Oh, yeah. Okay. So who, if you are, I like talking about Jezebel, so don't miss that one. That's going to be a blast for me. So call in and get on the line first so we can do it. I want to do my, I want to do my fifth caller, but when it comes time, people just, just got to explain a lot. So come on in. Hey, Ashley, right now, put them on and let me just tell this. I want to just meet my number. Put them on. Okay, this is Joy calling from Alabama, um, and she has a question about Jezebel. Hey, Dr. Price, how are you? I'm I learning, am good. So I'm like, learning, growing, going deeper. <laughs> Great, but now listen to me. I did not want to miss my number. I want you to call back first because we can talk about Je- Jezebel, okay? Yes, ma'am. Call me next Be first. Do not. Now listen. Don't let me get all prepared for you and you don't show up. Oh, no, I'll be there. All right, God, want us to have All right, I'm looking forward to it. God bless you. You sound different. Father, bless Joy. Continue her growth. Continue her intimacy with you. Continue her breakthroughs, Father. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. Praise God. Talk to you next week. God bless you and increase you in all things. Thank you, Joy, and you as well. Bye-bye. All right, bye. All right, Prophet Ashley, did I do it or did I do it? You did, you have 30 seconds to close this out. Well, 30 seconds is all I need. Don't forget, give yourself the gift of an assessment this month. They're on discount at drpaulaaprice.com. There's other materials there. Go there and look at the materials. And most importantly, have a great weekend and meet me again on Sunday for Scripture Organic, Culturally Unmodified Christianity at the Congregation of the Mighty Ecclesial Embassy. Until then, God bless. Hi, this is Dr. Paula Price thanking you for joining me on this week's show. I want to remind you that the counsel and wisdom, the prayer and prophecy that you enjoy today does not have to end with today's program. You can go to blogtalkradio.com backslash 
Paula Price Show and join tens of thousands of people who re-listen to my program every week. Again, blogtalkradio.com backslash Paula Price Show and you can relive the experience every single day. God bless you.